presented by Meta. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Munavalan. It's Monday. Today's show, a little bit on the congressional leadership intrigue. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Before we get into it, a little bit on the race for the House. Control of the House remains undetermined, but Democrats' path to keeping their majority narrowed on Sunday. Politico projects that Republicans have won 212 seats to Democrats' 203. Per our own Steve Shepard, only 10 remaining uncalled races are true toss-ups, with Republicans needing to only win three to secure the majority. GP candidates now lead in seven of those toss-up races. As Cook Political Report's David Wasserman tweeted yesterday, Dems' dreams of holding the House majority probably died tonight. For Republicans, Festivus comes early this year. In fact, it starts today at 4.30 p.m. That's when House Republicans kick off their candidate forum for leadership positions next Congress. The first formal event in what is expected to be a week-long party-wide airing of grievances following Republicans' abysmal Election Day performance. Would-be Speaker Kevin McCarthy will face a stalking horse challenge from Senior House Freedom Caucus member Andy Biggs, who, as CNN's Mel Zanona scooped, is running to demonstrate that the California Republican doesn't have the 218 votes to be Speaker. Biggs' challenge won't matter, at least not yet anyway. McCarthy only needs a majority of the GOP conference to get the Speaker nomination this week, and he'll easily get that. It's not until January that he has to win a majority of the full House, giving him about 35 days to try to convince his members. If current ballot trends hold, he'll only be able to afford a small handful of defections. Conservatives are still asking for a leadership election delay. They note that many races haven't been called, meaning would-be Republicans won't get a chance to vote on next Congress's leadership teams. The Club for Growth also urged a pause over the weekend, but McCarthy, we're told, has no intention of pumping the brakes. Meanwhile, in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, we hear, is confident of his own re-election as leader, even as he faces mounting pushback from Trump allies in the chamber. On Sunday night, Senator Lindsey Graham became the latest Republican to back a delay of Wednesday's scheduled leadership elections, citing the December 6th Georgia runoff. Graham is the eighth incumbent Republican senator to implicitly rebuke McConnell by publicly backing an election delay. But the Senate GOP center of gravity still lies closer to Senator Tom Cotton, who publicly dismissed the call Sunday on CBS's Face the Nation. Should uh, leadership elections in the Senate be delayed until uh, December? Um, and should Mitch McConnell remain as a Republican leader in the Senate? Well, I don't see why we would delay the election since all five or six of our leadership elections are uncontested. You know, the, the great wrestling champion Ric Flair used to say to be the man, you got to beat the man. And so far, no one's had the nerve to step forward and challenge Senator McConnell. And on the 2024 presidential front, Trump's scheduled Tuesday campaign announcement is still moving full steam ahead, despite fellow Republicans begging him to hold off in light of the pending Georgia contest. One person familiar with his plans told Playbook that Trump would never postpone the kickoff, if only because doing so would be a tacit acknowledgement that he is, in fact, a drag on GOP candidates running in close general elections. Trump's team is trying to frame his announcement to feel, in their words, more like 2016, less like 2020, according to another top advisor. There's a hope in his camp that since he'll be declaring against an incumbent, he can reclaim an anti-establishment Washington outsider mantle. Serious question here. Does Mar-a-Lago have an escalator? 
The announcement, will remind you, comes the same day as Pence's new book, So Help Me God Drops. The former vice president is working hard to capture at least some of this week's busy spotlight. Sitting down with ABC's David Muir for his first televised interview since the January 6th Capitol attack. In a first clip released Sunday, Pence gave his most unvarnished assessment yet of Trump's conduct that day. I mean, the president's words were reckless. It was clear he decided to be part of the problem. The balance of the interview will air later today on World News Tonight. ABC teases that Pence will address Trump's expected 2024 election bid. Whether Pence will launch a presidential campaign himself, Trump's effect on the midterms, and in ABC's words, what Pence makes of authorities saying classified documents were taken from the White House. Juppy drama aside, Speaker Nancy Pelosi might actually be the pivotal character of the week. With control of the House still in the balance, House Democrats have been left twiddling their thumbs as they await a long-anticipated retirement announcement, or news that she plans to seek another term as leader. While few expect the latter, Democrats' better-than-expected midterm showing has made a Pelosi return suddenly seem a lot more plausible, particularly if Democrats somehow manage to hold the House. That's because the party would likely only have a one- or two-seat margin, a dynamic that would make managing the already unruly Democratic caucus an almost impossible task. That is, an impossible task for anyone except Pelosi, who's proven she can do just that and could see herself being drafted into staying on for another two years. She turned heads on Sunday when she suggested on CNN State of the Union that she was entertaining requests for her to stay put. While we wait for the House to be called and for Pelosi to make her intentions known, the Democratic Leadership Derby is largely, but not entirely, frozen in place. One hot spot is the race to chair the DCCC, which officially became a contested race this morning with the entry of Representative Ami Berra. Busy week in Washington today. President Joe Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping meet in Indonesia. Mike Pence's sent-down interview with ABC's David Mirrors. The House and the Senate return to session on Tuesday. House GOP leadership elections, new books released by Michelle Obama and former Vice President Mike Pence and former President Donald Trump is expected to announce his 2024 presidential campaign from Mar-a-Lago. On Wednesday, Senate GOP leadership elections and the long-delayed NASA Artemis One moon mission is scheduled for launch on Thursday. Senator Lindsey Graham testifies before a Georgia grand jury on Trump's alleged post-2020 election interference. On Friday, Republican Jewish Coalition annual meeting begins in Las Vegas, featuring speeches from Pence and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, but not Trump. On Saturday, Naomi Biden's White House wedding, and on Sunday, President Joe Biden turns 80. All right, for more news, what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Manavalan. Have a good week. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Some people say the metaverse will only be virtual. One day, farmers will use augmented reality to monitor the health of their soil and run irrigation simulations to help ensure the best yields. And urban planners will model traffic solutions in the metaverse to help decrease commute times, paving the way for less congested cities. The metaverse may be virtual, but the impact will be real. Learn more about what Meta is building for the metaverse at meta.com slash metaverse impact.